Ladies and gents, welcome back to Pit Talk F1. I know that um, I know that I promised that we will get this episode out before round one, but we've decided that um, with so many things going on that we just miss the last few teams for the minute and we'd get back to them later. And we'll do a race review this time. So the Sakir Grand Prix, you have the questions, Holly? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, my first question is, is hurts. But um, how do we feel about McLaren? Is it going to stay like this for the rest of the season? What do you think? I can't lie. We can't really make much judgment off of, like, one race. But mm. it's really sad. Like, <laughs> I'm genuinely, truly devastated. Like, I'm really happy for Leclerc um signs ferrari kevin magnuson um but like there's just something missing and i just wish that like norris was up there and ricardo was up there fighting between like red bull and mercedes in that last race i mean we were just we were led on to hope for so much especially the really hardcore mclaren fans um back in barcelona and they really overperformed but it was just because the other teams were sandbagging. And um, and yeah, it's mm. really, really, really disappointing. And Do you think you know, sandbagging is actually a thing, though? Like... Yeah. It's a, combination, it's a combination of sandbagging and, um, and collecting data, testing, all of the error rate stuff. They just weren't going as fast as they needed to. Mm. It's just so sad for me. Yeah, I mean, I was screaming at the TV when I saw him qualify P18. I was like, no, what is going on? <clears throat> I, I wasn't obviously able to watch much of both because I was doing the short film over the weekend, but any chance I could, I went on and I managed to... I had, I had lunch when Q3 was going on and I was quickly like keeping my eye on it and I just I didn't see a McLaren show and I was like what yes yeah, and then i found out out in q1 what <laughs> i was just um and i was just devastating for me but it's just i it mean it really breaks my heart <laughs> you must have been over the moon though to see k mag making his his viking return his yeah. viking comeback yeah i was i was i was really happy about that actually and but like it there's something missing there is really something missing but okay I, th I think that there's potential for them to really really come back one race i don't know it's just like you put yourself in the position where house was last year i mean they're literally 1991 okay mclaren fighting with williams like best rivalry ever 2022 McLaren fighting with Williams, the backmarkers, okay? Huss are fighting against Mercedes. It's just, like, it just, it hurts so much to see because they went from 2017 being at square one and they've gone four years on and they, was, they almost started to win races and now we're at 2022 and they've gone to square zero, like, not even square one. But what's so sad for me is McLaren, they were, like, obviously, like, a few years ago, like, 2018... They were at the bottom. Exactly. 
they worked their way back up and like to go back to square one is really gonna hurt me even more and Lando has such a long contract with them and I want him to do amazing like in Drive to Survive like Mercedes and Red Bull both mentioned his name when mm. they were talking about drivers I mean Toto only briefly said it. Obviously, George was I mean, always in his mind. I mean, Horner was like young, attractive driver. <laughs> yeah, like Horner was barring this guy up. And obviously, I heard things that they were actually looking to like sign Lando, but that he was hiding with McLaren for a long time. Obviously, a long time. We don't know what could happen. Like, I mean, but, you could have at least waited for the reg change to, to happen for signing for five years because they're going to be stuck in a rut for, the, for this season. Like, isn't he signed until 2028? It was five more years, so uh, 2027, 28, 23, 24, 25, 26, 27. Yeah, that makes sense. New 28. He he'll be late 30s, no, not late 30s, late 20s. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, right, a lot of teams will understand, especially the ones with a lot of money, like you saw. Um, McLaren this this season they have more sponsors than almost anyone else on the grid right they have more sponsors than Mercedes they might be getting mm. less per sponsor but their driving suits are full to the brim okay mm. so as much as they might be back markers and they might have a few sponsors pulling out as long as they show promise for next year that's that's an opportunity that, for them to do a full reset because they've understood what's going wrong just like with Mercedes the George Russell mm. said they know what's wrong they just need to fix it Mm. so so um obviously with all of their sponsors they have a huge opportunity to um to put a lot of that money in rectifying what has gone seriously seriously wrong because mclaren back market mm. is ridiculous like really because they are so far back in way you can't even like they will barely get into p10 if norris really pushes the most out of his car like mm. really really pushes the most um so I don't know, I think, I think... as well like danny so danny takes ages to get not ages but more than other drivers to get used to the car and yeah. he's got to do that again for the third time exactly. lando i like to think that once he'll get used to the car quick, quick a little bit quicker mm. um and then um yeah he'll get used to the car quicker and um, hopefully he'll be up into the like into the points but i just i'm just really sad about it but like one season is going to be obviously it's going to be tough like obviously if i was a driver i would not want to be a bat marker yeah. so one season probably feels like a lifetime but if it is going to be the season it's going to be the season that they can do it i know yeah just one more thing before we move on to the next question that um if mclaren don't manage to pull themselves out of their rut then um They'll have to wait until 2024 or 26 when the engine regulations change. And that will be, it will be a really difficult few years. Like Danny Rick, he's just like, he keeps trying making, so hard. Yeah, he keeps making the most unlucky career decisions. And it's just, it really it hurts to see because if, if he had gone back like a year or two, okay, so he moves from Red Bull to Renault, like, like two years later, okay? Mm. Not only would he probably not have moved, but he would have won a lot more races. Like he really, he would be in a position 
to be paid to get paid loads because he has showed himself to be a drivers championship like potential name like he is worthy and at the moment a lot of people are starting to really doubt that yeah but and if he stayed at red bull i mean it would have been difficult with the whole max but like christian really liked him yeah and wanted him to succeed and like, they were both good teammates when they weren't driving yeah um and what was my thing about McLaren? Um, oh yeah, I mean at the moment they're not out of it. Like they're technically still above Red well, they are above Red Bull in the championship right now. <laughs> Haas a third. <laughs> um Which is amazing, um, like really so so happy for them. Yeah. Oh my god, do you know what? Watching season four of Drive Survive just made me realise how much I really like Gunter Steiner. Classic yeah. guy. Like I, I liked him before, but the humour. <laughs> He's just funny. And it's the fact that it's like not the best English because it's like phrases that are yeah. English, but he said them wrong, mm. but that makes it funnier. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I think at this point, um, Magnuson can smash as many, he can fog smash as many doors as he wants. <laughs> um, and then, oh, yeah, it's like the really like a bunch of fucking losers, but like <laughs> legends. <laughs> I love that one. Um, um, oh, yeah, also in Drive to Survive, quick side note. So they made a lot of, they made up a lot of rivalries, like the Lando Danny one made up, you know, yeah. made. But um, the, I didn't realize the George Valtteri one didn't realize that. Yeah, it doesn't make much sense. Also, a lot of people telling me that all of the all of my friends who watch just Drive to Survive, they don't actually watch racing, they don't watch real mm. team content. A lot of them don't like George Russell. And I was gonna say that he looks like really arrogant in, yeah, the, exactly. in Drive to Survive. But um, he's not like that. <laughs> and but you don't get much perception of him. But yeah, he does seem low-key kind of arrogant. Yeah. But I'm not saying he is. That's how they portray him to look in the end of Survive. And, um, um, oh, yeah, but you can you can tell, like, because obviously some of the rivalries are made up. I think the, the Georgian Valtteri one, like, they're literally out here saying, this guy's a liar. No, he's a liar. No, he's a liar. <laughs> like, they're just, they're just bickering, and they obviously are just in contention for a very high-stakes mm. seat. But anyway, let's move on to the next question. Yeah, go for it. The next question is, how surprised are you about Magnussen's result? We touched on this briefly, but I feel like I want to talk more about this in comparative mix. Um, I think that this is the perfect moment for me to get this clip in. So happy. Like, so surprised and so, so pleased. The return of K-Mag, I, I will drink to that. Mm -hmm. I said to Harvey, and I don't know if he agreed with me, but I was like, surely Kevin Magnussen doing well for Haas will get them much more money than Dimitri Masson would have ever given them. Exactly. Because the money would have stayed the same. Where it would yeah. have like, gone up a tiny little bit because they were already giving so much money. And Nikita wasn't doing well, and he wasn't going to do well. Yeah, exactly. So, like, he... Uh, like. The team wouldn't have got better. They, yes. So, like, why would Dimitri even want to be putting money into it after a long time? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to lie. It's your son that's the problem. But, 
luckily I'm, he's out yeah exactly I, w- I just found it so funny i was laughing with my mom about it now that she's finished all of the drive to survive that we started to watch f1 together and we were laughing about it because i was like love that um that k-mag has swooped in to drive a russian pay a russian paid for car and and qualifying q3 after they've kicked them out like it's you know gunter said that ideally he would have kept kevin yeah he said that he was battling for podiums if he'd not been out of f1 for a year (laughs) i'm not sure that's so true i don't know if he was joking yeah, but either way, he said he wanted to he wanted to keep Kevin and bring on Mick after Grosjean's crash in November. Um, mm. But um, yeah, what happen. was your question again? How are we surprised about Magnussen's result? About his result? No, they showed some real speed in qualifying, but his the fact that they brought him on, there were so many other contenders. No one even considered K Mag. I'm really glad that um ah, that um came out done so well. I wish I could have watched the first qualifying. For me, I really love qualifying. Yeah, me too. I don't know if it's the best bit just because it's short, but then it's what's it's about the fact that it's short that makes it so good because it's all it's like continually exciting. Whereas the race can get boring in the middle until they do pit stops and then it gets yeah. good again. Um not boring but like it goes a bit flatline unless yeah. unless there's races that don't like sometimes they like i mean they well, don't always well, like the max the clock i know and once again i was shooting so um, <laughs> race is so good and then afterwards i watched the highlights of him and he was like this bit this bit this bit this bit and i was like yes the highlights for a reason because it's all the this bits you know yeah, exactly <laughs> um um but I can't wait because I'm trying to like move my shifts around so that I can watch the races because I work I work two till half nine mm. but I could stop for the morning shift and so I'm kind of contemplating doing that this weekend because the race is at six exactly. and the, the morning shift is finished at is it yeah usually it's an hour earlier oh no it's five till six isn't it no I think it's um, ooh, I don't know I don't remember it's, it's something there but I don't know. I was watching the race yesterday and I was like, I was standing in front of the TV screaming, just like Abu Dhabi. Like really hoping. I felt so bad for Mick when when Zhao and um and who was it? It was Zhao and someone else. I think it might have been no, it was Alonso. When they overtook him for P10. I, I didn't see that. As, um, it just it was both hasses almost got in the points, and I was like, <laughs> Mick. I think Mick has the same potential as Magnussen, just isn't as experienced. I think Mick has the same potential as Magnussen, just isn't as experienced. One hundred percent. And you know, um, and you know, Crofty almost called him. No, he did. He, he did call him Michael Schumacher by accident. No. <laughs> It's, we love to see it. We love to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, quick side note: I forgot. Oh wait, no, I was going to say that thing. Um, Saudi Arabia is qualifying as five to six pm. Races at six pm. I'll survive. I finished work at five. I need to sprint home. Mm-hmm. I will be watching it, and I'll be. I love qualifying. 
if I can't watch the race, at least I can watch qualifying. To be yeah. fair, I am low-key going to have my phone on the side at work. Yeah, exactly. I'm just going to put my earphones in and um, log on to um, the live timing because I pay for F1 Pro. Um, but also at the service station where I work, I hope they're going to put it on the little screen. Not There's not even a little screen. It's like the middle. I'm like... Just, there was just put it on. on. You work there. Just be like... My friend's mum works up, up the top in the business bit. So there like, you go. Michelle. <laughs> um, my, oh, this isn't a question, but I wanted to talk about this. Bottas. Bottas, yeah, good for him, man. Good for him. Good for him. And then what um, did he say? I, I saw something on, like, maybe it was on F1, but it was an interview where he was like, maybe we could be battling the seat. And got to hand it to Zhao. Not bad, not bad. I mean, he cried. So, and to be to be honest, as much as we 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 might have, I don't think we slammed him, but we were definitely like. I don't um, think he deserved the seat of other people, but he but did. Well. He did a good job, exactly. Yeah. And I, you, I'm allowed. Yeah, I will completely own up to everything I said. I mean, I didn't say anything bad. I just said I don't think he deserved the seat of other people, which I think is, was quite a widely agreed thing. I think, and it's pretty good, obvious. Yeah. But he's not doing bad. I mean, one race. We're basing this all off one race. To I mean, be fair, yeah, we have enough judgment. Off. We have enough judgment now to do a season prediction winner. It's like true. before, it's it true. was random. But now, like now, we could we have like theories to go off of. Yeah, I, reckon I think that it will be an even more solid prediction after um, next week. After Saudi, yeah, just because after two races, we don't we see if it's not if it's not a one off. Exactly. So maybe we should do that next week. We can we can make a prediction from like next. Exactly. Um, let's do it. Okay, we'll do a prediction, and then I want to hear everyone else's predictions as well because I'm really interested. Wonderful. Um, Leclerc, 2022 world champion, battling. I mean, they Max. he deserved that win. Like I was voting for um for driver of the day, and I was thinking normally I don't like voting for the front runners, so I wasn't going to vote for Max, and I wasn't going to vote for Sainz or Leclerc. But I really thought about it, and I was like, as much as K Mag like. I love him. He stayed in the same place. Mm. So, and Leclerc just had a really good drive. So, like, even though he won, he really deserved driver of the day. Mm. Okay, my next question. Yeah. Um, are Mercedes finally on the decline? We'll see. I think that's what we're going to see in Saudi Arabia. If they can make some tweaks, if it's just software. I think... Like they lowkey are, but their drivers are very good. Yeah. Like when you have a like a midfield team like that, not like that, but generally when you have a midfield team, you obviously aren't attracting the best drivers unless they're up and coming from F two. So, like, say you put a very like kind of rookie driver, maybe a little bit more experienced into the car, would they have the same result as George and Lewis? Lewis. I do think he's a phenomenal driver. And so is George. And, like, they are both great drivers, but if someone else was put in that seat, would they be able to, like, have that result? Like, is the car actually good? Mm. I don't think so. But, like, was it, yeah, you said they know what they got to do. Yeah, And they're still George up there. Like, they they're not, they're not, they not up there. Exactly. I think they're where Ferrari was last year. That they're in that yeah. position to win races on the off chance, but they're just, they really like, you have to think about it. I was looking at tweets today. 
that mm. their drivers are so good that their their car, even though it's not where it's supposed to be, they are really getting the most out of their package. Mm. Have you got a question about the Red Bulls by any chance? Because otherwise, I won't mention them yet. I was going to. Don't mind. Okay, yeah. Myself. Um, hmm? Myself. I, I was going to. I was going to bring it up. Yeah, I, so I was just going to say that seventy-five percent of Red Bull powertrains failed in one race. Yeah, that was a point that I was talking to Harvey about. Like um, oh no, maybe I was talking to him about Mercedes because obviously McLaren is Mercedes, mm. um, and then the Ferraris as well. So no, it's... the Ferraris are Mercedes. The Ferraris are Ferrari. No, 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 the Ferrari engine. Yeah. Because don't Alfa Romeo have Ferrari? Okay, well, the list is Ferrari have Ferrari, obviously. Alfa has... Um, Alfa has... I thought it was just them two. Yeah, it might be just them two. It's because, because Alpine, Ferrari Alpine is Renault. Are doing, they're doing well. Alfa Romeo, Haas and Ferrari all doing very well. I'm just going to say Yeah, that. so it just shows how dominant the, the PU package is. Because yeah, Haas obviously don't have much money to put into the aero package. They don't have much mm. money to put in the engine in the whole car package. So if you think about it, right, the, the engine must be really putting in a lot of work if they're if they're really competing with they they are the best of the of the of the midfield. Like they are the Good. best of the rest, Haas. Yeah. In, in with the the Ferrari power unit. So mm. it really shows. It does. And then the Mercedes power unit, I don't think it was in that well. I don't know. I think it was in the same position that um, that Ferrari was last year. Like I said, I think that they, they, have, a, they have a lot of work left. Mm. Yeah, um, I just really hope that I'm kind of but... It was just so <laughs> disappointing. I was so angry. I was looking at it and I was like, I cannot believe for another year, Daniel Ricciardo is not going out of Q1. It hurts so much. It felt like someone was stabbing it and twisting the knife. Mm. And um, with the Red Bulls, like that, because obviously I was shooting on Sunday, I I kept checking in on the race every time I could. And I checked in, I, I ironically checked in and it was like like two seconds till they started. So I watched the start, I watched a bit in the middle and then I tuned back in around 10 laps towards the end. And then... And then two laps was the end, and then the end. You saw Gasly was out, and you saw Max was out, and then at the end, Paris has a spin. I come, yeah, I come in, and then I'm like, why am I seeing the back of Perez stationary? (laughs) And you know, Lewis, there was Lewis Perez contact. That's why he spun out. Like he lost the rear, and then the engine cut out. But like, controversial opinion. People call Max aggressive, but I low-key think Lewis is aggressive, but I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing either. Yeah, but yeah, I think that Max is aggressive in both personality and driving, whereas Lewis is aggressive in just pers- uh, just driving. So, But his personality kind of counteracts yeah, that. I don't think because he that. had a lot of patience with his driving. Like you saw in the one thing I think they got right in Drive to Survive Season 4 is that what Toto was saying, that Max pushes them and pushes them and pushes them, and at some point it's too much. And that's mm. what happened in Silverstone. And I think that that element is true. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think I was talking to my teacher today at school and he was like, Don Marlon, I'm just, you know. And um, 
he said that Max is really aggressive and I was like mm, I think that is he's pretty the same <laughs> I'm not gonna lie like when you think about how many people Max has run off the track maybe Lewis when you think of how many people Lewis has run off the track um, I can't really take it off my head, but I can think of many people, like many incidences, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> Albon, I can remember, like mm. you know when he was fighting for his podium. Yeah. Albon, Max. Oh my God, there's another one that's out of my head. I can't even think about it. But I can only really, really think of like, I could be wrong. People could be listening to me right now and be like, mm, Max has done this, 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 and this, and this. I think there's a really, really, really fine line between people who are really aggressive and just taking every like gap you see. Yeah, just like Tana, <laughs> just like we said before. Yeah, like I think it's just like, and I understand like when you're driving and like the drivers get hot-headed and angry, like you're driving so fast, like I'm, I'd be driving like on the motorway, and any dumbass will literally make me be like, I mean, I'm. Driving wise, I just stick to doing me. I keep an eye on what people are doing around me. I'm never going to do any silly actions. I will get angry and I'll be like, what an idiot. But I'm not going to. But I'll get angry at things when I'm going 70 miles an hour. Add 100 to that. <laughs> I'd be yeah. I'd be off my nut mad if someone and crashed. Like, still, like. I can't, I can't imagine how scary it is. I'm sure they kind of got used to it because it's not like the first time it's happened. Mm. It's scary. And like, obviously, I thought she justified when I do think George shouldn't have gone over to Valtteri and hit him in the helmet. But um, I can see why. Mm. You just get mad. But I don't know. I think that, <laughs> um, I don't know. I just want to quickly move back to the whole Red Bull powertrains thing. How on yeah. earth does the engine just cut out and the new Alpha Tauri lighter like mm. what? Like that wasn't that was like going up in flames. Wait, how quickly did he realize? Because I I didn't see like how quickly did he realize it was, it was in it was within like hundred meters his his engine started overheating the power cut out and then um and then he just steered off to exactly where Grosjean crashed. Really? Yeah. <laughs> it was really slow though. The engine just cut out. Also, controversial opinion: the 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 grey Mercedes is not it. Like it's not. <laughs> no, I quite like it. I think it it, so cheap. It, there's there's space for improvement, but I definitely like it. It looks so cheap to me. I don't like silver cars. And then we talked about again, this earlier. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, and then again, when I was just watching Drive to Survive earlier, and I'm literally on the last episode now, but. Um, they went back to like when George Sakia the black looked so good it looked so sleek yeah, like <laughs> the greys are doing it for me like I don't care if it's like McLaren vibes I don't care if it's like Nico Rosberg and Mercedes vibes black yeah chrome, chrome is so hard to make work mm. and it to me it reminds me of like really like old cars that don't look good yeah like i'm not talking old cars as in like the old beetle because they're cute i'd have that in silver but i'm talking like old bangers that actually look awful <laughs> and that is what it's giving me like it's giving me like 2001 corsa i'm oh no it's giving me that 
Yeah, I mean, I like it because it's nostalgic, but I just, yeah, I see where you're coming from. Um, do you have any more questions? No, but I want to talk about one more livery. I couldn't tell the difference between the Ferrari, really, in the pictures, but now seeing how on track, I like the matte. I like the kind of crimson. Yeah, it's nice, right? It it fits it fits back in the redemption era. Do you know what I mean? Because this is their exactly. redemption. I didn't yeah. dislike it because obviously it's red. It's always red, but like crimson. Mm. I don't know. I'm really pleased with like uh, with the with the nice maroon. It's um like I said, it's like the '98 livery with the black, um, and mm. perfect timing for their redemption arc. Like a one two after three years, and it's only going to get better from here. Um, that, I was telling you the thing we... about like Ferrari success only makes me hurt even more about McLaren because they used to be they were fine with them last year, I know. and and McLaren had that one too. But I'm really happy for them, and I'm I haven't texted Harvey. I was going to text him. I want to talk about him tonight when we go to Silverstone and like matching. Oh my god! I've got oh I've got to wear my Ferrari jacket to school today. In support. Um, but I was going to say, like, can I get matching Ferrari fits? <laughs> if it's I mean, like... Yeah, I definitely, I was saying before we started recording that I need to get Ferrari match. I need to permanently join the Dufour scene. I need to I can't even tell you. Oh, I saw the cutest video, like, not even that long ago while I was waiting to pick up my brother. It was... <laughs> it was Charles and Carlos. And... Um, they were taking like pictures of each other in front of the car and mm. it was but, like oh goofy, yeah goofy, i saw goofy, that goofy i saw yeah. it yeah and um, they were like <laughs> like charles is taking the picture like this i know that and he's like <laughs> oh they're like perfect like i know i love calm. it um, exactly Great drivers. And I and I accidentally I like TikTok came up of um of them doing the, the track cycle as well last year. Mm. And two of them they're just so special. They're great. <laughs> and and there was one he he like he shouted or he made some kind of noise and the and the, the subtitles just monogasque noise. <laughs> <laughs> they're just him shouting something. Oh my god, I saw like a introducing like the the track, uh not the track, the grid. And uh, like number one was Charles, and um, the way that what he said fit in with the music, it was like, oh, I know this is watermelon. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like it's just funny, like the way he speaks is really like youthful. Oh, also for my um, for my project at school, I was doing some research into interview lighting, and I was, whilst I was watching Drive to Survive, I was like, sick that I could like do a little bit of like yeah, my, sure. to get work on it. So I was doing it, and I took a screenshot off Netflix, but obviously. It turned to black when I went into photos because they don't want copyright. So I Googled some and there was the worst one ever I've seen of Charles. Oh, he no. was like Alvaro Romeo, like wow. <laughs> <laughs> he did not even look like himself. He didn't even look young. He looked like it was just bad angle. Like he didn't even look ugly, but it was just like he looked like traumatized. Oh no. Yeah, but they do it, it really like, well the, the interviews. They have the light sometimes in the back that you can see. Yeah, they have the really backlight, like, which is like a halo one. effect. But I've noticed how in some shots they leave the light in. Like, you can see the softbox. Yeah. No, no, that's what I mean. Oh, I was talking about something else. Mm. But um, I'm like, why do you do that? But... I think it's cool. It's nice. It's cozy. I'm not sure I agree. <laughs> it's not bad. But it's, it's nice when it's here and there. But if they did the whole thing like that, then I'd be like that. To me, it's like you just didn't have enough footage. <laughs> 
I don't think so. I think they That's had more than enough me. footage to put together a completely different narrative. That's the art film, not Formula One. Kind of. Okay. So I think that's it for this Yeah, week. I think that brings us to an end. We will either do another team episode this week or we will pump out loads in two weeks when we're both on holiday. Um, but obviously okay. six days until lights out again. So there will be another race review coming very, very soon. Mm. Let us know if you want us to talk about anything specific. And mm. please tell us if we got anything wrong, especially Holly. I know she gets this wrong all the time. But um, um no, I just think before I talk. But I don't um, do that. Yeah, cool. Okay. Very nice seeing you guys again. Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye.